This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLD, TIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Oh, won't somebody please pick up the children? I'm not pleasing, I'm princess. You gotta see the baby. <laughs> when are you gonna see the baby? Family matters. It is. It's Family Matters on Joy 94.9. And we're joined by Beck and a little bit of Gina will be popping in and out throughout the show. Old school Family Matters. Old school Family Matters. The originals. The OGs. The founders. Yeah. Um, if you've got a message for us or you want to, like, uh, chime in with something, you can text in on 0427 Joy 949 or you can dial in at 1300 Joy 949. On air at joy.org.au. What am I on about, Beck? Wander no into Backstreet and say sure. hi. G'day. Massive thanks to Judy Kelly, my favourite Irish woman uh, with the news. Mine too. My favourite Irish newsreader at Joy. She's literally my favourite newsreader and she hates the word literally. She's Aww. She's second favourite overall in my book. <laughs> Peter Hitchener, number one. Oh, yeah. The Hitch. Yeah. Well, Dave, you know what started happening a year ago today? Well, not today, around this time. What was it, Beck? Well, <laughs> we started the marriage equality debate, didn't oh, we, Gina? And well, Facebook's been reminding me. I know Facebook reminders can be not <laughs> ideal. I reckon. I anyway, look, it was an interesting time. We've come through the other side. Um, and we're going to have a chat tonight to Jason Twaza McSheen, who was very involved in, I guess, the debate and also very involved now as a marriage celebrant mm-hmm. in a lot of uh, gay weddings. So we're going to have a chat to him. But first, we're going to take a little trip down memory lane about what was happening this time last year. has given the green light for the Marriage Equality Postal Survey and now campaigners are lining up to persuade the undecided yes or no. Have a read of some of the things which are said about us and our families and then come back here and tell us this is a unifying moment. And I object, as do every person who cares about children, and as do all those couples in this country, same-sex couples who have kids, to being told our children are a stolen generation? You talk about unifying moments? It's not a unifying moment, because we know the sort of debate that is already there. And let me say, for many children in same-sex couple parented families, and for many young LGBTI kids, this ain't a respectful debate already. So as we know, the High Court has allowed the postal vote survey to proceed. That means it's going to take all of us to make sure as many people vote yes as possible. And that's already started. There have been some amazing rallies that we've seen in all capital cities. You probably saw our Ringarellos video, and that has inspired so many people to call their friends and family members and to have the conversations we all need to have to make sure we win this. This is going to be tough to win, and it's going to take all of us to make sure everybody we know votes yes. Okay. Hi, Grandma. It's Lisa. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. 
I was wondering if I could talk to you about the um, the upcoming marriage equality postal survey. So, Grant, can I ask you, um, when you do get the survey form, um, how do you think you'll vote? Normally, with my religion, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd be against it. But knowing how much the two of you love each other, I can't speak more highly of you and Haley. I would then agree to it. Yes. You know that. I, I love you. Love is the most important thing in your life. If you love, you to be loved and loved back. Thanks, Grandma. Thank you. Bye, Grandma. Supporters of marriage equality have turned out in their thousands at massive rallies held in several capital cities. What do we want? Morning. These are the top stories for this Wednesday, the 15th of November. Australia just hours away from finding out the result of the same-sex marriage postal survey. And now the official results of the Australian Marriage Law Postal Survey. Yes responses, 7,817,247, representing 61.6%. What a day. What a day for love, for equality... For respect, Australia has done it. Well, that was uh, certainly a trip down memory lane. Of what a, a memorable day. It, well, a lot of days in that clip. Um, it does seem like an eternity ago, but it was only late last year that marriage equality became legal in Australia. And one of the people at the front of it all was our good friend, gay dad, marriage celebrant and founder of the Equality Project, Jason Twaza McSheen. Welcome to Family Matters, Jason. Hello, it's good to be here. How are you all doing? We're excellent. We're better now you're here. Doing well, Jace. <laughs> Um, a lot of people have a lot of people have rallied for equality for a long, long time. You being one of them, are you still so happy and shocked that it finally happened? Yes, it's um, to be honest with you, I, I've been really lucky to be able to perform probably fifteen weddings between same-sex persons this year, um, including one of the first ones, and there's another two coming up in the next month, and it's just been wonderful. Uh, uh, look, with all due respect, I think our weddings have deeper meaning and are quite special because you're having, you know, the couple I'm marrying in a couple of weeks' time up in, in New South Wales, they, I married them non-legally 15 years ago and I was dressed as a goddess of love and my husband Adrian was dressed as some other goddess thing and we look like children actually. But in, anyway, they're still together and they're having their actual legal wedding with all their key family and friends in a couple of weeks and it'll be, you know, tears and joy and just happiness and it's just been the most wonderful wave to, to be a part of. It's there, amazing. 
there's some really amazing stories and, and we want to touch on a few of those a bit later. But I think probably during the marriage equality you know, debate, time, discussion, whatever you want to call it. There was a couple of really special days and I think the first one was probably um, when the survey results came out. Um, aside from being a star on the front page of the newspaper, what what do you really remember about that day particularly? Yeah, but if you look at the front page of one of the papers, I'm in full tears and the other one I'm happy. So it's a bit embarrassing to be honest. But I, that day we took Ruben out of school we had to be at um, the library, state library, to be a part of that, and I got to speak after Bill Shorten. But um, we had to be there just in case it was a no, um, and Ruben had to be with us in case it was a no. Um, but it was elation and fear and a joy because um, even though the Postal Survey was a disgrace, uh, Australia literally had a conversation about the validity of all of us, not just marriage, and they, in their millions, got out of their homes, went to the red post box, which is a pain in the backside, and over 80% of them said, no, we're, we're going to vote, and 62% you know, said yes. And I think that figure would be higher now because all the fear campaign would, is not justified. And it was just a wonderful thing to know that um, the vast majority of people, particularly here in Melbourne, um, you know, love us and hate bigotry and understand that we are human beings. That's massive. And I think too, I mean, we learn a lot during that campaign talking to families that there was a real impact on kids as well as their parents. And it's interesting you say that you wanted Reuben with you in case it was a no. Was that something really important about protecting him during that time as well? Absolutely. And, you know, if you look at him, he's in the same photos and he was on stage and looks completely disinterested and stuff. But that's just really good that it wasn't affecting him personally. But if it had been a no... We had to be together as a family because I did not know how we would have responded. And um, so we had to, that was a protective mechanism. And because of the yes, that was also, you know, an even better thing. But we were home at 3 o'clock and exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> we were spent at 3 p.m. We were done, like absolutely done. Now, obviously, so draining. obviously, Jason, your, the validity of your family was up for debate uh, for most of last year. Now that we've got marriage equality, Do you, is, there, is there still a part of you that is still very angry about the debate? Like, have you moved on from that? Yeah, I've moved on. I, I um, Look, I think something really special came out of something really bad. If the parliament had it just passed it with a vote, you know, one or two person majority, I think we would have campaigning right now to reverse the Marriage Act or it would not have been actually legislated quickly. Um, because it was such an emphatic loss and an emphatic win for us, like it was a real, like it was a like a ten goal win in the grand final. Really, the parliament. And I sat there that whole week, and Ruben came with us actually, and he's still not forgiven me for sitting for four days inside the Canberra Parliament <laughs> listening to crap. And I gave him like an extra hour of iPad time, and he said that really is not enough. Um, but the result was they were forced to pass that, and there's no debate about that anymore because. The Australian people said very clearly, um, you know, we, we believe in equality and, and diversity and sexuality and gender in that. They really did. And that's the really good thing about it. But the fact that I know some people who passed away as a result of that survey have tipped them over the edge. I know families where the parents told the children they voted no. Um, I know the pain that we all went through and I felt it too. Um, and I would never wish that on anybody. And I think it was disgusting. And I won't forgive the current government for that. Well, absolutely. But the reality is Australia really stood up. They really did. And, and, you know, I feel confident to hold hands now with Adrian 
Which is um, such a big thing, big, isn't it? Like it's a it's a small massive. thing, but it's a huge thing at the same time. Absolutely, and I and I'm a positive person, so I just want to take you know the real positives out of the whole the whole thing. And I thought we, as a bunch of people and our allies, all did our job. You know, I know you did your job. Um, everyone had done their job. This is not a result that was on one person or one organisation. I mean, I was part of it for 15 plus years. Many other people were. It was a job of so many people. And at the end of the day, it was seven and a half million people who got out and voted yes, you know, which is amazing. And I saw rainbow flags walking down the street here in Brunswick, which I'd never seen before in front of the bus stop. And they were there and, and nobody defaced them. And it was such this affirming, beautiful thing that saying, these people saying, we're with you, you know? Absolutely. And I mean, despite the fact the government didn't do their job in the way they should, what was that other moment like when the law actually passed? Was that a moment of celebration as well? It was amazing. You know, I was so lucky. So a friend of mine who, um, her wedding was on the very first day. So the law changed at midnight, which I didn't expect it to. And at her wedding at like three that very day, I got to say the new monotone that marriage was between two persons instead of a man and woman. I had to write it down to make sure I wouldn't <laughs> stuff it up, having saying it the other way a thousand times. Um, and Haley actually did our ceremony that we had a ceremony on March 18 this year, which is our 18th anniversary of our original non-legal wedding. And because our Canadian marriage came through on December, we were legally married, but we wanted to have all of our key family and friends together and do everything but the legals, and she did that for us. And so it was really quite beautiful that in December, on the very first day, I got to say that at her wedding, and the crowd all cheered, you know, and she's straight. Um, and then <laughs> she got to do mine. It was beautiful, you know. I just, i I'm really happy, and, and it's not about marriage, even. That's not about, no one has to get married. It's not for everybody. Um, we define our relationships as we wish, but it really is about the status of our families and what we negotiate as our relationships are now equal. And nobody... Speaks. Like, I'll, I'll go to a car rental thing and, and say, this is my husband, he's driving as well, and people go, yes, fantastic, blah, 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 whereas in the past, they might have frowned or rolled their eyes or it wasn't acknowledged. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it, how people's mindset can, can change like that, you know, when he's been your husband for however long, but all of a sudden now, you know, it's more accepted or, or people don't question it. And we had to go through, to be totally honest with you, we had to go through a a process having our, you know, wedding renewal thing on our 18th anniversary, do we really want to still be married to each other? Like, mm. we have to ask that question. Because suddenly it was this legal change and, and social change. And, of course, the answer was yes, but that question had to still be entertained, right? And I think every couple who've been together a long time who then now get married, if they choose to get married, they have that same question to ask. And I think that's quite a beautiful process to go through. Um, so, so overall, I'm just really, I, I see the positives in it all, but I can't forgive them for the people who passed away. I can't forgive them for the post-traumatic stress disorder that some people have. But I also see that we are a resilient, amazing bunch of people who actually are um, leaders because of what we do and who we are and what we've been through. And we've got something to teach and share with others. And we also have an obligation now to help those who haven't had the same victories have those victories. Absolutely. And look at, you know, it is a it is a difficult subject and it has been a difficult time. And I guess we just want to say, you know, if you are struggling with this or anything really, that you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or QLife on 1800 184 527. Now, uh, Jason, we do want to talk about for the people who do want to get married, we do want to talk about your uh, time as a marriage celebrant. So we want to talk about that in a moment, but we'll be back right in a moment with Jason. You're listening to Family Matters on Joy 94.9.
There's more from the Family Matters team in just a moment on Joy 94.9. This is Family Matters. I'm Beck. I'm here with Gina and Dave. And we have on the line Jason Twaza-McSheen, um, who is a, a dad, a marriage celebrant, and many, many other things in between. Now, Jason, importantly, <laughs> has this been a business boon for you? Yes, it has. So it's um, <laughs> been lovely to, <laughs> after, you know, costing me so much over so long. <laughs> it's been really lovely not the financial thing's nice, and I've discounted a lot of the weddings anyway, but it's just been really lovely to, you know, be a part of this wave. You know, I've literally will have done 20, 25 weddings by the end of this year. I want to focus on the first one, Jason. Take us through that, uh, that preparation for the first wedding that you uh, that you were in charge of. So they were actually going to be the first couple in Australia getting married because they had a non-legal wedding ceremony booked for December. Uh, and because they wanted they, they wanted to be here for the cricket because one partner was British and <laughs> they were flying over for the, the Ashes, the England disaster or whatever it was. And um, so they did it then. And then when the law changed, I thought to myself, gee, actually, they've got a case for uh, a shortening of the notice period of one mm. month. And they've got everyone there. They've booked the wedding. They're getting married. It was just they weren't going to wait for legal to happen because we had, when they booked me in probably April that year, who knew when marriage equality was going to pass? It could have been years, you know. Um, and so... I told them go in and do the process, and they got approved. And then we, there was a big splash about it. And then <laughs> everyone from Channel Nine to the BBC wanted to interview them and film the wedding and blah blah blah. And they just wanted to get married. So they said no to everything, which was beautiful, except an ABC interview and, a, and another interview that we did. And um, they had a, the most beautiful wedding up in Yarra, Yarra Valley. It was just beautiful, and, and 40, 50 guests. They got married. It was just. It was divine, and it was probably the second in the end because someone else who was dying got married before them, and yeah, it was just a real honour. I cried. Like, it's not very good, not, not very professional to cry. But, but <laughs> oh, no, crying. you're allowed to there, Jason. You're allowed, you're allowed to. to. Now, Jace, one of the reasons I've well and truly... Uh, elbowed my way into the LGBT community is because they know how to throw a party. Mardi Gras. Yeah. yeah, Can I safely assume that that's applying to the same-sex weddings that you're doing, that there's some pretty good parties happening? Yep. And they're parties that have a really deep sense of joy because those people have been together 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, right? And there's a... It's not like a couple have been together one or two years and getting married. These people are celebrating with, you know, decades. And it's just beautiful. Like, we, uh, for our wedding, we just wanted to have a happy day. And I don't think I've had a happier day in my life. And there was someone from every part of our journey in our life, and from the Philippines, Adrian's family, from when we were young, from before we came out, after coming out, queer, straight, workplace. We were, it, was just, it was just, and everyone was there, and lots of people had been together a long time, and there wasn't a dry eye in the house um, it was just beautiful. And then my husband took the advantage of roasting me in the vows. So he completely <laughs> took it. Took, he really ripped, ripped, you know, ripped it into me in a in a loving, beautiful way. But one of the comments he made was about ABBA <laughs> and how he always says to me, "Are there new songs? Have you bought new?" When I bought something new, <laughs> are there new songs? Blah, blah blah. And everyone laughed, you know. But literally three or four weeks later, they did have ABBA a new song. That there were two new songs that are coming out later this year. The whole stack of people messed him and said, um, you're, you're a prophet somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jason, Adrian's roast of you, uh, was your wedding a two or three day event, was it? <laughs> there must have been a fair bit of material there for him. <laughs> he went, well, he had two pages about. <laughs> half of it about and the Essendon Football Club, the Ooh, other half of it about Don't go there, other. Beck, don't go there, it's a touchy you, subject. You know what's interesting, Beck, is he, on the fridge is a fridge magnet. Now, Adrian and I have been together 20 years. The fridge magnet that says that Essendon, he's been an Essendon member for 20 years already. Ah. So 
see, he poor bastard um, has had no choice for those two things. Brilliant. <laughs> At least we might make the finals, Beck, and you may not. Oh, wow. Now oh. I'm getting roasted. And my team's along. We might, all three of us might be out of finals. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. We'll turn anything into a footy chat. Jay, some of these um, couples that you're marrying, do you think, have they said or do you think they would have got married if marriage equality wasn't legal? Yes, some of them would have still had a commitment ceremony and done, which is a wedding. They just don't have the legal status. Mm. Um, And people have done that because basically there was a lull for about two years where nobody was sort of doing that. And then the last year or so, people were like, stuff that I want to get, I I don't want to wait any longer because it was so uncertain. and so, yes, because it's, marriage is not just about the legalities, right? It's actually about having all your key family and friends in the same place, um, giving love and support and acknowledging that you are a family unit, whichever way you've created it. And it's such a love-filled day that the couples, every couple, if they want to have that, deserve that. There aren't that many great days in life. I mean, you, when you die, everyone's together, but you're not there. When you're born, you can't remember. You might have a 21st birthday. And you might have a 40th or a 50th or something like that, which is, someone mentioned my 50th is coming up in a year and a half, which is very sad. But it just, you know, the point is, it's, it's one. Of, how many happy days can we really have where everybody's there? Um, Jason, the, the marriage equality has had obviously an immediate impact on a lot of people's lives. But do you think it's important for the longer term, as in, you know, a young couple meeting at the age of maybe 18, 19, 20, and actually thinking about marriage actually being a thing? where maybe back in the days of the 80s and 90s where people didn't talk, same-sex couples didn't talk about marriage. No, so what it means is now all the pathways available to anybody are available to everybody. So when you are a young kid and you come out, and two of my son's friends came out in grade five and grade six, which just, you know, spins me out that someone could just be themselves, authentic selves at that age. They now know that they can get married if they want to, they don't have to get married if they want to, they can have kids if they want to. And they are respected and treated equally in society for who they are. So the mental health outcomes for those kids and those young people are extraordinary. Yeah, definitely. I I can't even imagine how wonderful that is for them. Do you think, Jace, it's also important for children of same-sex couples that their parents can get married? Oh, absolutely. The... um, I, I don't even know. You need to ask Ruben how he feels about it, but... um. I know lots of kids in our families and it just adds an extra level of stability. You know, life is hard, right? Life is hard. Family life is hard. Nothing of value is easy. But um, having some boundaries around your families and some respect for who you are and some legal certainty so if one of the partners dies or gets sick, there's legal protections being married and the kids are protected as a result of that, that is a good thing. And anything that supports any type of family construction, whatever that is, um, is a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's the thing is it's not just about it's not just about the parents or, or you know, it's the whole family unit. And I think that was one of the really um, difficult things about the campaign is that, you know, as we said earlier, the legitimacy of families was being undermined. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, that's, and you know what? I mean, the, the, the No campaign and the people who still don't like us they know that that legitimised the validity of us as persons, of us as parts of society, of our families, um, you know, and they didn't want that and they lost. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Jace, lastly, um, since we spoke to you together, it's been since we spoke to you last time, you've had the Better Together conference, which was just amazing. What's next for the Equality Project? 
it's very exciting. So Sydney Better Together is happening January 11 and 12 next year at UTS. And um, in fact, we've tips and proposals are all online now on our website, which is um, the easy way is lgbtiq.org.au forward slash conference or the Equality Project you can Google. And then in October, so we ran a training academy that was an empowerment leadership training academy for community leaders. And 20% of people at all of our events come for free on scholarships. And we kept the price really low because of our corporate support. But we're running the same training, but it's actually going to be even better, in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Canberra, Perth and Adelaide in October. So we have two days of training, foods included, first-class facilities, but Ross Murray from GLAD flying over to deliver the GLAD Media Institute, which gives you media skills, basic messaging, and those sorts of things. And we've got um, Emma Palmer from Stonewall, who's an amazing lady, delivering their LGBTIQ role models course, which is about how to be the best queer person wherever you are. And we've also got, like in Sydney, Benjamin Law doing a writing workshop and Georgia from the channel doing how to you know access philanthropic funds, um, We've got Lynn Search and Brandon Strott doing some bonding, networking type um, exercises and stuff. We've got uh, just a wonderful program and it's sub 200 bucks. In fact, right now we have an early bird special that ends shortly um, for anyone who wants to go. And we've got scholarships available if you can't afford to go. And Melbourne's 80% sold out. Um, Canberra and Brisbane are two-thirds sold out. Sydney is almost half sold out, but there's 240 spaces in Sydney. And we've got Perth's half sold out and Adelaide going a bit slower, but that's available as well. So it's very exciting. I just think capacity building and a chance for people to actually network and bond. And that's the whole point of Better Together. There's so many relationships that have been nurtured and started and encouraged from last January. People know each other now that the long term, that's got to help us get where we need to go faster. And I don't think we can get where we need to go faster if we don't understand each other, build empathy towards each other and um, actually love each other and really just say, okay, what is the what do, what do we need to achieve here and how do we do it best and most successfully? So it's a bit exciting, really. I, it's a bit scary. I feel totally um, vulnerable, um, but it's really wonderful. And um, I, I personally want all of our spaces to get where they need to go faster, and that makes it better for me anyway. Wonderful. Well, we'll put all the details of that on the um, Family Matters social medias. But Jason Twaza McSheen, sure. you're an absolute star. Keep up the great work. Keep up the marrying. Maybe if Dave <laughs> finds someone to marry him, he might be next. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Family Matters tonight. Thank you, everyone. I really enjoyed being here. Have a good night. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.